0: everybody and welcome back to for the booze hey everybody welcome back to for the booze oh why so sad
1: I'm not sad i'm tired it's early
0: <laughs> yeah we
1: are well out of our recording range as we, per normal
0: we are yes
1: oh we're usually honestly we usually do this about 12 hours from now <laughs> so I'm a little sleepy it's always
0: super dark out when we do it i just finished my coffee and now it's very bright
1: but i am a little sad because this is the last one of the year. It is. This is the one that takes us out. I'm kind of bummed out. I can't believe we made it a year, though. I'm pretty excited about that.
0: It, I. I cannot believe it has been a year. It has been a super fun year. We have thoroughly enjoyed doing this. And to think about it,
1: you think about this. You didn't even want to do this podcast.
0: I didn't. I, I don't know. I was just, <laughs> it was just something I was never like, yeah, let's do it. This
1: was my original idea for a podcast, and I had to go do a whole other podcast for months before you would even do this. One. I know.
0: I know. But now it has evolved into what it is, That's and right. we hope to continue evolving and growing. So and
1: in the spirit of the evolution, yeah. we decided to go back and do our first three episodes over because they weren't very good.
0: No. No. Like the first <laughs> ten you keep saying that. I
1: don't, I don't think it was quite that many.
0: I feel like once we got to like the St. Augustine Lighthouse that started I mean, that,
1: that's when it got way better. I agree with that. Yeah. But I would say for my opinion. Okay. It was about Paranormal Nightmare and it, that's kind of what started us to take it a little more seriously.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: You know, we, we, they got better when with the lighthouse. Not that anybody really cares about any of this, <laughs> but they got better with the lighthouse because we got the roadcaster. Right. That was kind of that period of where we were like, oh, it's going to sound better. Yeah. But I think the episodes got better after Paranormal Nightmare. We thought, you know, those guys were cool and they had a big following, so we should probably take it serious from they that point on. They were super great and they yeah. still are
0: super great. Yeah, yeah.
1: We literally just watched one of their videos yep. before we came. Out <laughs> but, anyways, so. Like I said, you know, this is the last one of the year. Sad. But this is also where we get to do Waverly Hills Sanatorium again.
2: Yay! I'm so so excited. Super
1: excited. But even more exciting than that is that we got not one, but two listener stories. We
3: did! So we're
1: going to read one on this one. And we're going to read the other one when we come back for the new year. Yay! So, Ben, if you're out there listening... I, I'm going to be doing yours at the very beginning of the year, and we are going to be reading a story from Miss Paula D. Somebody we've been trying to get a story from for a long time, actually. Yes. So we, ha- we have to do this one. We have to do this one. I'm
0: so excited for Paula's story. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm so excited.
1: So are you ready?
0: Yes, I'm ready. Okay.
1: My first house was in West Sunrise, Florida, bordering Plantation Acres. It was built in 1978 and fairly modern for the time. It had metal studs in the house instead of wood studs and had vaulted ceilings. The area's history is that Native Americans lived and hunted there for decades before development came in and took over the area. There were several things that occurred in that house. Small things, like someone put their hand on my shoulder while I was in the kitchen cooking dinner. I turned around quickly thinking it was my husband and no one was there. I would often see a person walk past the kitchen doorway and I'd go to see who's there and there's no one. When my baby would be napping, I often thought not to go down the hall because there was an evil spirit down there. And I would say out loud, I don't care if something's there because nothing will keep me away from my baby. Nothing. I often got the feeling and wondered if someone had drowned in a pool. I'd often been told I have an overactive imagination, and that's fine, except when my daughter got older, well, she can also confirm this. We were in the kitchen, and I set a glass down on the counter, and we both saw it move eight inches by itself. I said, quote, Great, there must be water on the counter, unquote. Thinking the glass floated, I picked up the glass, and the counter and glass were both completely dry. And on one occasion, this is pretty wild, I was cutting the front yard and had my headphones on full volume so I could hear the music over the mower. I decided to take a break and went inside to get a drink. I took my glove off and turned the volume all the way down. I went inside, got my drink to cool off, and was headed for the door, putting my headphones back over my ears. As soon as I did that, my headphones blasted full volume, but with static. I stopped and cringed because the static was so loud. Suddenly, the loud static turned into people's voices talking all at the same time. Then. I clearly heard a man say my name. Paulo, he said. Then, from the talking people, a woman said my name. Paulo. Then, the man said my name again. Paulo. I'm like, what the heck? I must have bumped the volume knob on my radio. And I take my glove back off and checked it. The volume was completely down. I thought this is crazy. I hadn't bumped it at all and hold my headphones off immediately. For some reason, I looked straight up at the ceiling and said out loud, quote, This is the center of the house. Unquote. I did think this is the area where I always see a man walk by the kitchen. I stood there for a few seconds and walked away. I've had family members tell me to do it again and see if I could get it to happen again. They said, quote, Maybe it's God trying to talk to you, unquote. And being of Christian faith, I said, quote, God doesn't need headphones to talk to me. He talks straight to my heart and mind every day, and I know what he sounds like. And I felt there was no need to attempt anything evil to influence me in a bad way. So I never did it again, but I still feel it's the center of the house the kitchen area I've since sold the house and moved out but I have to say before I left that very last day I was led to pray and ask Jesus to bless the house and to keep the new owners and their children safe from any harm that may come their way I felt I was led to do that to help protect them from whomever was dwelling in the house that's my story the truth doesn't change and i'm stricken to it thanks megan for letting me share my story and then it says send for my iphone
0: (laughs) (laughs) yay thank you oh my goodness
1: it was worth the wait that's a lot of stuff happened there yeah oh yeah that's crazy all in florida
0: I know right in our backyard well not really it's a little far away but eight uh, hours away
1: (laughs) that's a good story I had a lot of I I expected it to be like a single occurrence not so many and I gotta say like as somebody who wears headphones a lot I don't don't know if I'd be so calm about static coming through my headphones and then me hearing voices and they're saying my name I don't
0: yeah no absolutely not I think I'd be all right no 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 (laughs) (laughs) just no
1: So, and like I said, when we come back for 2023, we're going to have another listener story. So if you're out there and you have one, send it in. We'll read it on the show. But with that being said, I think, I think we should get into this. I'm pretty excited to do this one.
0: I am too. Waverly Hills Sanatorium.
1: Waverly Hills. And away we go. Today's story takes us to Jefferson County, Kentucky. Originally Jefferson County, Virginia, it was established by the Virginia General Assembly in June 1780 when it abolished and partitioned Kentucky County to three counties, Fayette, Jefferson, and Lincoln. Named for Thomas Jefferson, who was governor of Virginia at the time, it was one of Kentucky's nine original counties on June 1st, 1792. In 1778, During the American Revolutionary War, George Rogers Clark's militia of 60 civilian settlers established the first American settlement in the county on Corn Island on the Ohio River. They moved to the mainland the following year, establishing Louisville. Waverly Hills Sanatorium sits on land that was originally purchased by Major Thomas H. Hayes in 1883. Major Hayes was in need of a school for his daughters to attend, so he started a one-room schoolhouse that was located on Pages Lane. He hired a woman named Lizzie Lee Harris to teach at the school. Her love for the tiny school, in addition to her fondness for Scott's, quote, Waverly novels, prompted her to name the little schoolhouse Waverly School. And Major Hayes loved the name, and he chose to name his property Waverly Hill. Major Thomas H. Hayes would die on November 10, 1909. An article from the Courier-Journal, Louisville, reads, Major Thomas Hercules Hayes, former state senator, Confederate veteran, and one of Kentucky's best-known citizens, died yesterday morning at 8.30 o'clock at his home, 124 Ormsby Ave., after a brief illness of pneumonia brought about by a cold contracted last Wednesday while attending the funeral of his lifelong friend, Major D.W. Sanders. Major Hayes has been in the best of health for many months and had frequently remarked that he never felt better in his life. But on the afternoon of Major Sanders' funeral, which was held from the Hayes' home, Major Hayes caught a slight cold while standing on the damp ground at the cemetery, he thought very little of it at the time, but when it grew worse, he was compelled to go to his bed last Thursday morning. Dr. Cecil and Dr. Shanti were called immediately, but nothing known to medical skill could save Major Hayes' life. Major Hayes was born at West Point Hardin County, Kentucky, October 6, 1837, and was the son of Nancy Nelly and William H. Hayes. He later was one of the earliest sheriffs of Hardin County. Major Hayes spent his early days on his father's farm and soon learned lessons that fitted him for the strenuous duties of life. The land was wild and was a part of Daniel Boone's original holdings, and the young Hayes spent most of his leisure time in hunting. To this open-air life may be attributed to his wonderful vitality and almost perpetual youth. During the 1800s and early 1900s, America was ravaged by a deadly disease known by many as the, quote, white death and better known as tuberculosis. This horrific and very contagious plague for which no cure existed claimed entire families and sometimes even entire towns. In 1900, Louisville, Kentucky, had the highest tuberculosis death rate in all of America. Being built on low swampland, this area was the perfect breeding ground for the disease, and in 1910, a hospital was constructed on a windswept hill in southern Jefferson County that had been designed to combat the horrific disease. On August 31, 1912, all tuberculosis patients from the city hospital were relocated to temporary quarters and tents on the grounds of Waverly Hills, Pending the completion of the Hospital for Advanced Cases. In December 1912, a Hospital for Advanced Cases opened for the treatment of another 40 patients. In 1914, a Children's Pavilion added another 50 beds, making the known capacity around 130 patients. The Children's Pavilion was not only for sick children, but also for the children of tuberculosis patients who would not be cared for properly otherwise. A report also mentioned that the goal was to add a new building each year to continually grow so there may have even been more beds available than specifically listed. Due to constant need for repairs on the wooden structures, need for a more durable structure, as well as need for more beds so that people would not be turned away due to lack of space, construction of a five-story building that could hold more than 400 patients began in March 1924. The new structure, known as Waverly Hills, opened two years later on October 17, 1926. It was considered the most advanced tuberculosis sanatorium in the country, but even then, the majority of patients would die from the disease. There was no medicine available at the time that would treat the disease, and so many patients were offered rest, fresh air, and lots of nutritious food. Waverly Hills was a self-contained community a city in and of itself complete with its own zip code it had its own post office water treatment facility grew its own fruits and vegetables raised its own meat for slaughter and maintained many of the other necessities of everyday life everyone at Waverly patients, nurses, doctors and other employees had to say goodbye to everything they knew on the outside world once you went to Waverly Hills You became a permanent resident, quote, on the hill, unquote. Oddly enough, despite that fact, many patients received visits from loved ones on visiting day. When the visit was over, the visitors left Waverly and ventured back out into the community. Unfortunately, the primary use for the hospital was to isolate those who had come down with the disease to keep them away from those who had not. Families were ultimately divided with parents and even children, forced into the sanatorium with little to no contact with their loved ones. Treatments for tuberculosis were sometimes as bad as the disease itself. Some of the experiments that were conducted in search of a cure would seem barbaric by today's standards, but others are now common practice. Patients' lungs were exposed to ultraviolet light to try and stop the spread of bacteria. This was done in, quote, sunrooms, using artificial light in place of sunlight or on the roof or open porches of the hospital. Since fresh air was thought to also be a possible cure, patients were often placed in front of huge windows or on the open porches, no matter what the season Old photographs show patients lounging in chairs, taking in the fresh air, in the dead of winter, freezing while dying from the disease. Other treatments were, of course, less pleasant and much bloodier. Balloons would be surgically implanted inside the lungs and then filled with air to expand them. This, of course, had disastrous results as did an operation where muscles and ribs were removed from the patient's chest to allow the lungs to expand further and let in more oxygen. The bloody procedure was seen as a, quote, last resort, and many patients would die from this. The patients who would survive both the disease and the treatment left Waverly Hills through the front door, but many others left through what came to be known as the body chute or death tunnel. This enclosed tunnel for the dead led from the hospital to the railroad tracks at the bottom of the hill. Using a motorized rail and cable system, the bodies were lowered in secret to the waiting trains. This was done so that patients would not see how many were leaving the hospital as corpses. Their mental health, the doctors believed, was just as important as their physical health for curing the disease. There are, like many other legends, inaccurate reports as to how many people died during Waverly Hills' decades of operation. Some claim that tens of thousands died within the walls of the hospital, but this number is greatly exaggerated. According to Dr. J. Frank Stewart, a former assistant medical director at the hospital, the highest number of deaths to occur at Waverly Hills in a single year was 152. By 1955, those numbers had dropped to as low as 42 deaths and it's been estimated that approximately 6,000 people died there, dating all the way back to the original hospital records from 1911. Now, far short of the numbers being tossed about in the legends, it's still a tremendous number of deaths to have occurred in a single structure. By the late 1930s, tuberculosis had begun to decline around the world and by 1943, New medicines had largely eradicated it in the United States. A small jump in new cases did occur after World War II, and many soldiers returning from the war were housed at Waverly Hills. Dr. Stewart noted in his autobiography that many of the soldiers had cases that were so advanced that they did not live for more than a week after arriving at the hospital. In 1961, the hospital was closed down but reopened a year later as Woodhaven Geriatric Sanitarium. There have, of course, been many rumors and stories that have been told about patient mistreatment and unusual experiments during the years that the building was used as an old-age home. Some of them have even been proven to be false, but others have unfortunately turned out to be true. Things like electroshock therapy, which was considered to be highly effective in those days, was widely used for a variety of ailments. Budget cuts in the 1960s and 1970s led to both horrible conditions and patient mistreatment, and in 1982, the state would close the facility for good. The buildings and land were auctioned off and changed hands many times over the course of the next two decades. In 1983 a developer purchased the property with plans to turn it into a minimum security prison for the state of Kentucky. The plans were dropped after neighbors protested and a new idea to turn the former hospital into apartments was devised. A lack of financing ultimately caused this plan to be abandoned. In March 1996, Waverly Hills and the surrounding land was bought by Robert Alberhasky, who ran Christ the Redeemer Foundation, Incorporated the plans to construct the world's tallest statue of Jesus on the Waverly site along with an art and worship center. The statue, which was inspired by the famed Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro, was to be situated on the roof of the hospital at a cost of about $4 million. The next phase of his plan was to convert the sanatorium into a chapel, theater, and gift shop for another $8 million. Not surprisingly, donations for the project fell far short of what was expected. During the first year, only $3,000 was raised towards the effort, and the project was canceled in December of 1997. He would abandon the Waverly Hills property and then, in order to recoup some of his money, tried to have the property condemned so that the buildings could be torn down and redeveloped. This plan was blocked by the county, and according to rumor, Demolition work was done around the southern edge of the building in order to undermine the structural foundations and collect insurance money. This scam also failed, and in 2001, Waverly Hill was sold to Charlie and Tina Mattingly, the current owners of the property. By 2001, the once-beautiful building had been nearly destroyed by time, and the elements and the vandals who would go there looking for a thrill, Waverly Hills had become the local quote haunted house and became a magnet for the homeless looking for shelter and teenagers who would break in looking for ghosts. The hospital soon gained a reputation for being haunted and stories would begin to circulate of resident ghosts like the little girl who was seen running up and down the third floor solarium, the little boy who was spotted with the leather ball, the hearse that appeared in the back of the building dropping off coffins, the woman with the bleeding wrists who cried for help. help, many others. Visitors would tell of slamming doors, lights in the windows as if power was still running through the building, strange sounds and eerie footsteps in empty rooms. Other legends told of a man in a white coat who was seen walking in the kitchen and the smell of cooking food that sometime wafted through the room. Regardless, This has become one of the most well-known haunted locations in the world. It has been featured in television shows, documentaries, and even YouTube videos. It is possibly the most visited location for lovers of the paranormal that exists. No matter what you may believe, one thing we can all agree on is that too many people had to die for these stories to come to life.
0: Dang, Waverly Hills. <laughs> Waverly Hills. A place is something else. Just yeah. seeing pictures of that place is, I, I don't want to say menacing, but like. It's menacing. Like, it's got like that
1: bat wing or that like yeah that bat wing kind of like construction and it's it's all run down and destroyed from years of being vandalized towering and towering
0: five stories yeah like, I mean
1: it's creepy crazy. it's creepy in the in the middle with sunlight everywhere yeah. I mean it is just a <laughs> creepy building and there's a lot of history behind it you know I I remember the first time we did this episode when we were we because we were we did our show a little different back then I think we actually. We're on the internet basically while we were doing the show. And there are all these pictures of these super sick people laying in these metal hospital beds in the middle of winter yep. in Kentucky. Yep. It gets cold there. Yeah. So, I mean, almost everything about having tuberculosis from the disease treatments, it was all torture. All of it. It was all torture.
0: It really was. And for for the idea put behind the hospital to help people and things like that it was a wonderful idea sure. but for the times <laughs> sure <laughs> uh yeah it really wasn't all that wonderful
1: you know it's funny because in a lot of our stories we go back in time and it seems like it, it seems like children came up with a lot of the the cures for things you know like mm-hmm. sunlight will cure you yeah good happy feelings will cure you
0: <laughs> positive
1: vibes yeah positive vibes <laughs> and you're going to be good to go i mean it's just balloons in your lungs i mean god It sounds miserable. And then, you know, there's not really a lot of accounts of mistreatment of patients before the old folks home. Right. I'm sure there was, though. There's children there. And there's going to be a part in your story that's going to come up where this is going to be a little more relevant. But they were also kind of mixing, you know, when you got sick and went here, it wasn't like if you were a good person, you went here. Everybody went here. Mm Mm-hmm. And things did happen, so...
0: Yeah, and it's it's sad because a lot of the families, like if parents got sick, their kids went with them. They had to. And, they, and then they'd
1: never really see their parents. And
0: they'd s- completely separate them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, kids get separated from their parents, they could be there for a long time, never see them, and then...
1: If they got tuberculosis, they would be there indefinitely, and they would die there with, with everybody,
0: right. so... Right, but if the kids never got it and their parents passed they haven't seen them all this yeah. time like they're basically orphans oh yeah for sure I, they they so li- they
1: definitely live like orphans yeah and uh, i don't know it's just it's just so strange to think about that a disease that is so it's gone now mm-hmm. you know and to think that it almost killed everybody
0: and all it took was antibiotics
1: one day they're going to say that about covid
0: <sighs> and all it took was antibiotics it's so crazy <laughs> so crazy to me that one medication that we have how many different brands and names of well it's different
1: strands of it too. it's different kinds but I yeah i mean that, we but, but antibiotics are i'm honestly they probably give you too many now but yeah agreed uh, but but they're everywhere and it, and it has helped eradicate a lot of terrible things so mm-hmm. yeah i mean they antibiotics haven't even been around that long
0: it's so crazy to it think is, that it is too. crazy
1: it is <sighs> crazy think it was always right up underneath our nose all the time <laughs> but waverly hills also has an, an impressive amount of ghost stories that I, i'm pretty sure you want to tell us about
0: i do well, i really really do i
1: think we should get into them
0: all right and then what? we
1: and then at the end you know i'm going I'm to throw it out there now we will be listening to evps from waverly hills
0: yay i'm so excited all right
1: <laughs> so ghost lady are you ready
0: i am let's do it
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> and now time for an ad break no!
3: 18-
0: And now, back to our show. (laughs) Waverly Hills Sanatorium is undoubtedly one of the most haunted buildings in the United States. The building is no stranger to death, having lost over an estimated 50,000 patients, or at least that's what is rumored. So it is understandable that some individuals may have remained after their untimely end. Believed by many that spirits often linger at the location where there was once a strong emotional or physical reaction linked to someone's death. That being said, it's no secret that the treatment for tuberculosis was unpleasant, even brutal, especially before the discovery of antibiotics. Because of this, it is safe to suggest that Waverly Hills Sanatorium could possibly be haunted. In the past, boys were known to enjoy a game of catch, so it should come as no surprise that one of the most popular sightings recognized at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium is a young boy named Timmy. He enjoys interacting with guests by trying to play a game of catch. They say that if you roll a ball down one of the long hallways, Timmy will roll the ball back to you, which is often a welcome change of pace for a haunted building. But unfortunately, not all of the resident spirits of Waverly Hills are quite as playful. In 1940, there was no cure for tuberculosis. Once you were admitted to Waverly, it was a death sentence. Waverly had its own zip code post office farms cattle and schools there was a little healthy ten-year-old boy named Timmy who lived at Waverly Hills like so many other children who resided there he was not sick but both of his parents were admitted with stage three tuberculosis Timmy had no other family and no place else to live the unaffected children all lived together away from the other patients They had a playground built on the roof of the hospital with space to run and play. Timmy was outgoing and quickly captured the heart of a young nurse named Mary Halegart. She had a special place in her heart for little Timmy. Every day at 2 p.m., she would play ball and talk to him on the roof for hours. Timmy loved to play pranks on Mary, and a special bond soon developed. Timmy's favorite possessions included his ball and a music box, shaped like a treasure chest, that his parents had given him. Mary constantly warned him about overwinding his music box, because it was very delicate, and he may break it, but like most children who don't listen, he wound it up until the spring broke and it stopped playing music, though Timmy would still carry it with him in his pocket everywhere he went. One summer day, while Mary was busy with the other children, Timmy was chasing his ball, and tragedy struck the Waverly Hills sanatorium. Timmy had fallen off, or was pushed off the roof, and fell five stories to his death. An extensive police investigation took place at the hospital. A patient, who was also a prisoner, was seen next to Timmy before he fell. Most people thought he was pushed, but the police investigation did not come up with enough proof. Mary was heartbroken and asked Timmy's parents if she could keep the broken music box to remember him by. She was granted her wish, and his parents allowed her to take the music box home with her, where she displayed the broken box on a shelf in her living room, so that every time she would pass it, she would think about Timmy. As weeks turned into years, the memory of Timmy would start to fade. No matter how hard she tried to remember the little boy, her mind would fill with the hundreds of other children she had helped since his death. But one day, while cleaning her room at 2 p.m., the music box started to play. She would run over and open the box to make it louder. And as the music filled her ears, the tears filled her eyes. The music from the little treasure chest unlocked the forgotten memories of Timmy as if no time had ever passed. But sadly, as quickly as the music started, the little music box suddenly stopped playing and her room was once again silent. She grabbed the little music box off the shelf to wind it, but when she looked inside the box, it was empty. She laughed and thanked Timmy For not forgetting her and for not allowing her to forget the special time that she spent with him. They say the young boy is a friendly spirit that is very playful with the guests. Many overnight groups bring a ball in hopes of enticing Timmy to play with them. You can hide the ball in a room or just roll it down the hallway and wait. They say that while it may not happen every single time, the ball is known to sometimes be rolled back or found in different locations. However, on a still night where there is no breeze, which is most summer nights in Kentucky, you can place a ball a respectable distance down the hall, have everyone in your group sit in a circle in the center of the hallway near the stairs, and just wait. And many times, the ball will soon be seen rolling down the hallway back towards your group. One story from one of the volunteer workers said he had walked into the cafeteria to perform a task. The cafeteria is completely windowless and has absolutely no airflow with the doors closed. As a volunteer walked in, one of the balls left behind by a group was spinning in circles on the floor. He noted this was the first time he was actually uncomfortable because he knew there was no other explanation for the event, except to say he wasn't in there alone. Another resident spirit that is often cited at the location is of a young woman who once worked as a nurse when tuberculosis was running rampant. The legend goes that the nurse hung herself in the building, and she is now believed to still be roaming the hallways. Ghosts have been seen in the form of shadow people, in exoplasm clouds, and even in full apparition form. Cries and screams are frequently heard in the lonely dark hallways. The most notoriously frightening room is the old nurse's station, also known as room 502. People have supposedly jumped to their deaths from this room. Others have seen spectral images floating near the windows and have heard disembodied voices say, Get out. The story goes that in 1928, the head nurse was found dead inside the room. She had hung herself from a light fixture. No one knows why this 29-year-old woman would take her own life, but it is commonly believed that Mary Hillenburg hung herself in room 502 after becoming pregnant out of wedlock. It is unknown how long her body hung before she was finally discovered. The county coroner's office attributed her death to suicide. In 1932, another nurse who worked in room 502 supposedly committed suicide when she jumped from the balcony of the roof. To this day, no one knows why. In addition to hearing voices on this floor, witnesses have seen full-bodied apparition of a female nurse in white and have reported that room 502 gives them an unsettling feeling of great despair. And years later, a homeless man was even murdered in this room by a drug gang. On the roof where the children were given their sun therapy, the creepy song, Ring Around the Rosie, is sometimes heard. In the kitchen, a male figure with a white coat is said to be seen. His appearance is often associated with cooking smells like freshly baked bread and other foods, but it's impossible to prepare food in this room because of the diminished state of the building that it is now. On the third floor, the children's wing, a girl with no eyes is often seen. Near the sunrooms, where patients were treated with ultraviolet light, A woman with bloody wrists is regularly seen. She has been spotted running through the halls while she is screaming for help. Despite the sickness and death, they say Waverly Hills was also a hopeful place. The children spent lots of time together. They played games on a rooftop swing set. They made the best out of the difficult time. Because of this atmosphere, many of the ghost stories you hear from Waverly are fun and lighthearted like kids playing with rubber balls and plastic trucks that people leave for them. A man playing catch with his dog in the hallway. But on the fourth floor is where the scarier things have happened. With people getting locked into rooms even though there are no locks on the doors. An ice-cold feeling of dread filling and surrounding your body for no reason. Shadow people. Lights coming from rooms with no electricity doors slamming shut and no one is around. Even a tour guide has said that he doesn't like going on the fourth floor and avoids it at all costs. Things have been thrown at people by invisible forces, and some claim they have been touched by unseen hands. Last, but not least, people have seen a phantom hearse that appears at the back of the building, believed to be picking up coffins of the dead. Apart from the sanatorium itself, the infamous body chute is also reportedly haunted by staff and patients who were once wheeled through the tunnel. On many occasions, paranormal investigators have captured voices and dark figures in the tunnel. The haunted sanatorium was featured on numerous television shows, including Ghost Hunters, Destination Fear, Paranormal Lockdown, in so many of YouTube's paranormal channels. And while I know a lot of people are expecting us to close this out with a story of an investigation, I thought it would be a little more interesting to read some of people's reviews and firsthand experiences from TripAdvisor.com. Jewel Lachapelle
4: writes, quote, I took the overnight tour with friends for my 16th birthday this last weekend. And it was so amazing. You have the option to take a tour first, go to the gift shop first, and then take the tour or just start roaming around. A tour guide, Jacob, was so, so nice and very educated on the hospital and would strike up conversations going from hot spot to hotspot. When we ended at the body shoot, he advised people with bad knees and hips to not walk to the very end of the shoot as it would most likely be very painful to get back. I had knee surgery back in December and didn't listen. I was heaving about halfway up and wished I had listened to him. If you're advised something, you should probably listen here. LOL. I was grabbed on the fourth floor, and my hair was tugged on the fifth floor near room 502, where we were told a nurse might have hung herself. Amazing A-quality EVPs and some awesome REM pod activity. I also saw many shadow figures on the third and fourth floor and heard whistling and knocking in the operation room. The workers were very nice, and when my phone died in five minutes, a worker lent me a phone charging block, which I didn't have. Overall amazing experience, and I am definitely coming back next year. End quote.
3: Cindy Ten Big D writes, quote, My husband and I went on the 3-5pm to tour, with expectation that we would most likely not experience anything out of the ordinary, but wow, that was not true. When we got to the fifth floor, where the sickest of the children were cared for, two interesting things happened. First, I felt a tickle on my left inside ankle. Thinking it was a bug or a spiderweb, I used my right foot to get it off, but did not look down. Then, the tickle happened again. Thinking maybe it was a thread from my pants, I looked down, and nothing. Then, once again, I felt the tickle. After this, I asked the tour team member, Do the children ever touch the visitors? Which they replied, Well, yes, they do. There are balls and toys in many places on the fifth floor for the children to play with. The room just across from the first fifth floor room contained two dusty old balls. Although I had photographed many of the toys, I decided not to take a photo of the two dusty ones. I was contemplating this when one of the balls moved by itself in a perfect circle. No one was in the room except me. I immediately texted my husband to come to where I was, and I told him what had happened. After leaving the fifth floor, we eventually made our way to the old surgery suite. I looked hard at all the tour participants while thinking, surely they can smell this antiseptic too. I asked a tour member, do people smell antiseptic in this room? To which they replied, yes, they do. After these experiences, I would not want to spend the night at Waverly. There is some serious paranormal happening here. Let's just say that I felt I definitely got my $30 worth for the daytime tour. End quote.
0: Chrysanthia H. writes, quote, We
4: did the eight-hour overnight private lock-in experience for my bachelorette party. I have always gone on ghost tours and studied paranormal investigations of others. But this was our first time running an investigation ourselves. It was awesome. Investing the time into the eight-hour private lock-in investigation was absolutely worth it and completely special. The staff was very helpful and gave us freedom to roam the whole facility. Jenny, our host, was an absolute professional and ensured we had access to everything we needed to make our investigation run as smoothly as possible. Our goal was to extend compassion and fellowship with the young and old residents who lived and died in the facility to honor them with attention and the energy of the living. We explicitly had no interest in reaching dark entities like the creeper or any other malcontented spirits or entities that were not open to communion grounded in respect and play. It took us a little while before the light spirits felt comfortable showing themselves, but we experienced some legitimate phenomena and we could not explain on the 5th floor and 4th floors for several hours. We also felt we received knowledge from the building itself in the vault archives via a tarot. We did three separate 45-minute sessions on the 5th floor with EMF, Spirit Box, Estes Method, and Tarot, and we felt we were communicating with a human-like intelligence of some kind this is such a special place. We are very thankful to the spirits of Waverly for letting us inhabit their space with them for the night, and to our gracious host Jenny for being such
0: a valuable resource throughout the evening." And so it seems the legend of Waverly Hills Sanatorium and all of its special residents live on. There have been many non-believers who have entered the doors of Waverly Hills Sanatorium and left with a completely changed view of the paranormal. So as we always say, listeners, we leave this one up to you. What do you believe? Is the spirit of Timmy just continuing on after death to play ball with someone? Is the spirit of the nurse still roaming the halls looking for a man who got her pregnant? So with many deaths that are surrounded by horrific tuberculosis epidemic it's no wonder why there could be so many spirits left roaming the sprawling facility that is waverly hill sanatorium either way the dead all have a story to tell and each of you have an opportunity to go to waverly and listen to what they may have to say for yourself
1: there's a few things that stood out to me oh yeah dusty balls (laughs) first and foremost
0: i sure hope you edited my little giggle out there i really tried to be quiet when i read that we'll see what happens
1: Uh, and the first one Miss la chapelle you're french (laughs) yeah is it you what 16 with a knee surgery who says things like so so awesome and lol well (laughs) is that you
0: I have my knee surgery when I was 17, so no. <laughs> um, just off my ear, but
1: interesting. So, yeah, we we usually do an investigation of some kind, but I think for the you know it was kind of fun. Everybody knows. Every, I, there's nobody who listens to the paranormal, likes the paranormal, watches it, has not seen something about Waverly Hills. It, uh, yeah. Okay, so I didn't really think it was... There was no need to really put in another investigation of Waverly Hills into an episode, but... I, you know, I thought it would be fun to kind of deep dive more into the the spirits of Waverly.
0: Absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And like you said, I don't think anybody who believes in ghosts and watch paranormal TV or paranormal anything, anything. has not heard about Waverly Hills.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, everybody has seen a, an investigation, but we are going to play some EVPs.
0: Oh, I'm so excited.
1: The first one I have here is from YouTube. They're probably all going to be from YouTube, honestly. But this comes from a channel called Scary AF Entertainment.
0: Oh, I like the name.
1: And it's about a minute and a half long. It's from about seven years ago. And it's three EVPs caught on tape from their July 5th investigation at the Waverly Hill Sanatorium. That's so paranormal investigator Tim Wood from live sci fi.tv receives three clear responses to his questions during an EVP session on the fourth
0: floor. Ooh, yes. So
1: make sure you go over and follow and like some stuff from Scary AF Entertainment. But oh, away we go.
0: Are you a patient here?
2: I'm here. You hear that right? That's not what our voice is. No. No. Yes. The idea is fine. It's fine. So, yeah. There's that grouse. One of the grouse, I do. Yeah. Yeah, that, that idea is, like, really cool. Out of this here, who do you not like the most? I'll make a deal with you. I will leave, and everyone else here will leave, if you show yourself to us, right in front of us right now, and you walk over to the same resort, can you do that?
1: Okay, so there were three EVPs there. The first one, I could not make out.
0: I think it said I'm here.
1: I possibly. I couldn't I couldn't hear it, so I'm glad you did. The second one, it said everyone.
0: Everyone. They I looped it. Figure, yeah, well, the, I knew. I figured that. It was like...
4: <laughs>
1: and then the third one, did you hear what they said? No, I didn't catch that. That was one. the best one. What was it? All right, adult listeners, this is only for you. No children It said, fuck you.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow.
1: And they heard it. They heard it in real time because they started talking about it like right after uh, they heard it. It was pretty crazy.
0: Uh, To me, at the end of that last one almost sounded like a like a scream right at the very end before they started talking. Right after it said the apparent F you, it sounded like a like a (gasps) Or something, like, right after. that, darn our nephew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so we have another one. And this is on a channel called, it, it's Tongue One, but it's T-Tongue One. I, I don't know. It's not okay. my channel. Okay. And this, is, this, is, <laughs> this one's a real short one. This is only going to be about 15, 16 seconds long. Okay. It says Waverly Hills EVP, and there is, oh, in the morgue, a spirit says, painless, I'll bet. That's all it says. Hmm. So let's check it out. There's actually two. There was the first one, the voice says, Hey, and that wasn't one of them.
0: I heard the Hey. But oh. I didn't hear the other one.
1: Oh, the other one, I heard it. It said painless. It's what it sounds like it says. Huh. But, you know, I've been influenced as per usual.
0: <laughs> I heard the hay right at the beginning. Yep. Man. I love listening to these. I So do I. I it's it. even
1: harder for me to, like, pick them out. Yeah. Okay, so let's do another one. This is going to be by the same, same channel.
3: Okay. Tongues.
1: <laughs> tongue one tongue, one. tongue one. Tongue one. Tongue one. <laughs> and this one's going to be about 30 seconds long. So let's give this one a listen. Oh, wait, let me read the description. One of our investigators took the top morgue drawer and requested to be touched. The following is what transpired. The flashlight responded with a positive response when asked if she was touched. And then a spirit said, I've been had.
0: Oh. Hello. Oh, crap.
2: Shut the fuck up. Did you get touched? <laughs> <it's crazy. laughs> Thank you for touching (laughs) Tammy. I was making sure there's no animal in here. I was too. Turn on the light if you just touched Tammy. So
1: we know she wasn't making it up. Please. See, they repeated it at the end, but I didn't hear it.
0: I didn't hear anything. Interesting. Huh.
1: I love the little bit, though, where they're all getting, like, touched and freaking out. Yeah. That, if you, you listener. Could tell,
0: she, you could tell she was freaking out. Yeah. All
1: <laughs> right, listener. If you go over to their YouTube uh, channel, T-Tongue One, there's a lot of little clips of EVPs. Nice. I don't want to sit here and play, like, 13 five-second clips. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but there's there's
1: a lot of them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find, like, one more good one that we can roll out of this with. Okay, so for the last one, I did find one more by the T-Tongue one. So definitely go check these these guys out.
0: Yeah, they seem to have a lot.
1: Yeah, they seem to have quite a bit. This one is about forty-five seconds, and the reason I want to play this is because it says it's a Waverly Hills EVP montage. Oh, so maybe I don't have to play all those other ones individually. We can just play them all at one time, maybe. I'm not sure how many are really in here,
0: <laughs> and it just well, we're about to find out.
1: And it just says "collected from all over the building." Nice. So
0: here we go.
2: just go right after you. Did you push Tiffany off the ladder? Yes. I know I can't. I'm trying to adjust this
3: right
2: now. Apart. part out of this trip? No one. My pant leg like, twice it moved. Like, oh, cool! Like significantly.
1: That was
0: cool. Wow. Oh. Man, well, if
1: if those are real, those are clear.
0: That that one of the first ones that yes. I heard that mm. for sure. And then that last one, absolutely. I the one in that. the
1: middle, uh, well, there was two of them, but the one of them said, he's bent over.
0: Oh, is that what it said? <laughs> yeah. I heard the whisper, but I Oh, look at him. Oh, he's bent
2: over. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well.
3: <laughs>
2: so,
1: I thought those were pretty cool. So, yeah, go check them out for sure. We just used a lot of their clips. They must have a lot. So, yeah. it's T-Tongue One.
0: T-Tongue One. All
1: one T-Tongue word. <laughs> 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 well. I mean, it's Waverly Hills. There's not a whole lot that needs to be said about Waverly Hills, honestly. Everybody knows about it. And we just, we loved it so much, we thought it would be fun to revisit it. So that's what Absolutely. we did.
0: Absolutely, That's why it was one of our very first episodes. That's right. We love this place. That's we right. We want to go. We want to be there. We want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, go around. Just all of it. Yep. The whole thing.
1: We want to be there. It, it's been a favorite of ours since long before the podcast.
0: Yes. Yes, and it has. Maybe
1: one day we'll get to go. You hear that Waverly Hills? If usually we've done two episodes on you, you should <laughs> you should invite us out. I'm just <laughs> but with that, and very sadly, being this is it. This is our last. This is our one year episode right here. It is. This is a wow. It sure year. is one whole year. That's crazy. It's crazy. Well, in honor of it being one year, there's something that needs to be done.
3: Is <laughs> it?
1: almost one year ago we we played that for the first time we did only it wasn't in a button i literally had to edit it every single time (laughs) so me other steve well however many times in different ways i've said it throughout the year what do you think babe what do you think about waverly hills i'm pretty sure i already know where you're gonna go with this but please tell us
0: well i don't know i've been giving this a lot of thought oh boy and no, I'm just kidding it's one hundred percent real, oh my God, yeah. yes, yes, yeah, yes, figured. and all the yeses, <laughs>
1: yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hop in here real hot and say, yeah, me too, yeah, yeah, me too. it's this is this this episode wasn't about asking each other if it was real, it was just about revisiting one of our favorite places to talk about
0: redoing it in our new revised style,
1: so I guess you know instantaneously we gotta it gets the big old seal of approval,
0: of course it does, uh, yes. Absolutely, it does. I hope I uh, left this enough is...
1: space to do the skadoosh there.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got so excited.
0: This is one of the top favorites for both of us.
1: It probably is the favorite.
0: I for all of I, us. I agree. I was just you know just in case <laughs> throwing that in there, but uh, Waverly Hills is its own entity. It's Ew. in its own realm. I feel like of just paranormal craziness. I don't know. And I, I would love to go.
1: Did you hear that? Of course this would happen on the last podcast of the year, but did you hear that?
0: That knock? Yes. That sounded like it was right on the dresser that's next to you? Yes. I sure did hear that. There's
1: nothing hitting it. There's nothing touching it.
0: I did. I heard that. <laughs>
1: <sighs> okay. Okay. That was a little unsettling, but all right. Moving on. <laughs> so as we said, I'm sorry I feel like it's gonna happen again as we said this is this is our one year episode and honestly I couldn't thank all the listeners enough I never would have thought that back in the beginning that two people sitting at their kitchen table at night trying to put together something coherent enough to listen to
0: well first of all we started off on TV trays in the middle of the living room. <laughs> all right, room. that's true. That's fair. <laughs> we did. And then we moved to the kitchen table. Yeah. And, and now we... we have the podcast table that I built yeah, for us yeah. in our bedroom. That's right.
1: But it's just, you know, it's crazy to me cuz it started off like I I wanted to do it so bad and you really didn't. I kind of had to like coerce you into it. And then <laughs> and then it, you know, we did a few episodes and it got better and we started getting some listeners and it you know, we started to take it more serious and Honestly, I don't know if the Paranormal Nightmare guys listen anymore, but, you know, we really thank you guys because I really feel like had you not come on the show so early, I don't think we would have taken it so seriously at first.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: that was kind of like a big milestone for us was, you know, because they have a a big following and for good reason, you know, it's, they they didn't, it wasn't just given to them. They are, you know, they worked for it. And the fact that they made time for us really means a lot.
0: So Josh, Sean, and Rocky, if you guys are still listening, I know Sean said you were for a while.
1: You said you were, Sean. I hope you're still
0: <laughs> But we we really, really do appreciate Absolutely. you guys and appreciate you for coming on and appreciate you for what you do Yep. and the way you do it.
1: Yeah. And we still watch. Like I said, we literally were just watching you guys before we came in here. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm not taking that away from anybody else either. I mean, without them, we would have never, you know, we would have never had the nerve to ask other people like... Uh, RKB and, and East Coast Paranormal. We would have never thought to really do that had it not been for the beginning so it's just I don't know it's just like a whirlwind it, I'm every all the episodes now that I haven't thought about in a while are yeah. just, it's amazing and I guess what I'm trying to say is thank all of you guys for making this worth doing it is so much fun and we love doing this and we've we've gained a little bit of momentum over the year you know, we still got a long ways to go, but you guys are the base. Like, you you know, you listening now, you're you're our original listeners, and we will always love you for that. You guys definitely make this special.
0: Absolutely. You know, we do this out of our love for the paranormal.
1: Absolutely. This We and make no money doing this. This is just what we love to do.
0: Yeah. This is just us doing what we like, talking about what we love, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for everyone who listens and enjoys the same love for the paranormal that we have and we just we really wanted to thank you guys heading into this Christmas season and you know all the happy great holiday times we just wanted to thank you and thank you for making it worthwhile for us
1: absolutely absolutely and, and remember we are going to take Christmas off to spend you know I guess with each other yeah we got each other and our kids i guess they'll be there too <laughs> well and, i hope so <laughs> <laughs> and we will be returning on january 2nd 2023
0: Ooh, with new year
4: something
1: amazing i gotta figure out what that is but okay, it's gonna be time. amazing <laughs> so i guess this is the last time this year i get to ask you this question but where can they find us
0: they can find us over on Instagram at for the booze underscore podcast and on Facebook at ForTheBooze.
1: You can also find us on Twitter at ForTheBooze and on YouTube. For you people who love to watch the screen, it's YouTube, for the booze, And don't forget, 2023 is coming up. We would like to have a listener story for all the episodes. So yes. send those over or your show su- suggestions or just hit us up. You know, say Hi. Over at ForTheBoost12 at gmail.com. And listen, I say this every week. Those five stars and comments really do help us. They do. It's the only thing It's the only thing we can do to kind of move up. And it's a, it's a way to show your appreciation or support the show without, you know, us asking for money or anything. So help us out. Five stars, rate and review, all that happy stuff. And
0: that's it. Wow. <sighs> That's it. That's it. Our year. Our year in the end. It's crazy. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Merry Christmas, y'all. And we will see y'all in the next one. Bye. Bye.